It's in theaters now, coming this summer. Two brothers in a van, and then a meteor hit. And they ran as fast as they could from giant cat monsters. And then a giant tornado came. And that's when things got knocked into 12 gears. A Mexican armada shows up with weapons made from to tomatoes. And you better bet your bottom dollar that these two brothers know how to handle business. In Alien Invasion Tomato Monster Mexican Armada Brothers, who are just regular brothers running in a van from an asteroid and all sorts of things, the movie. Hold on, there's more. Old women are coming, and they're also in the movie, and they're gonna come and cross-attack these two brothers. But let's get back to the brothers, because they're, they have a strong bond. You don't want to know about it here, but I'll tell you one thing. The moon, it comes crashing into Earth, and what do you do then? It's two brothers, and, a, and, and they're gonna... It's called Two Brothers. Two Brothers. It's just called Two Brothers. And uh, welcome to the Spark once again. It's been a while since you guys have heard from me. Sorry, I guess, ish. Uh, tonight we're going to do something a little different. It's uh, like a meet your fellow podcasters. I'm trying to put together a little um, piece every once in a while to drop in so that we can talk to uh, fellow podcasters. We did have at one point, uh, once before I had Soraya from Where Did the Road Go On. He gave us a little insight into what got him involved in his show and his interests, and tonight we have um, Brett and Harley from Travel Oddities. Say hi, guys. Hey, what's up? Hello, Lobo. <laughs> He's drawing pictures that stick people that is supposedly you from the first grade with a B in your hand. Oh, good. Sorry, I'm distracted. Well, I can't really say I'm surprised at that one, but all right. That I'm distracted or that he's drawing you with a beer in your hand? Indeed. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> Either or. Thanks for having us on, Lobo. Yeah, totally. Hey, no problem. So, uh, what are you guys going to talk about this evening? Well, Give us a little rundown. You know, Batman has is. an origin story. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, our yeah, our our origin story is not as cool as Peter Parker's or Batman's, but uh, we kind of just started out as a couple guys with some ideas on the back porch. Really, I mean, am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. We we spent a lot of time drinking beers, sitting on the back porch, just trying talking to get about rich. stuff. Not even, uh, I wouldn't say that, but. <laughs> Just, you know, a lot of thoughts running through our heads. And with Brett's background in radio, yeah, we just kind of felt like it was a natural fit. Uh, let's be real. There was a little bit of a push and shove there. I was like, we need, I'm doing this radio thing. We got to put something together. And you're like, okay, let's do a podcast. So he had an idea that literally Travel Audis is, is was a brainchild of Harley. It's been since the mid-90s. Yeah, like 1997 or so, I originally had an idea I've always been interested in these types, uh, in travel oddities, weird places, 
mm-hmm. you know, for whatever whatever makes it weird. I've always been interested in that kind of concept. And so at one point in time, I was working on a website, like 1997-ish, working on a website called the Weird Wide, we- or Weird Wide World. And basically it was just going to be a map, an interactive map of all the weird roadside oddities and strange places to visit. So that's, yeah, that's how, that's how the love story began. Love story. I like it. So, I mean, you guys are, you guys are clipping right along. I mean, I'm, I'm a fan. That was one of the real reasons that, uh, I wanted to have you on is I listen to your guys show and, and sometimes two or three times in succession because I, I find that I miss, I miss things as I'm listening to it the first time or the second mm-hmm. time considering where I work. But um, right. yours is one of the few shows that I actually do that to because the way your show is broken down is you have the place, you talk about the place, you have the top five, you have the restaurants and, and other attractions. And it's it's intriguing mm-hmm. to me because the way you guys put the show together is I I actually feel like I'm at the destination that you guys are talking about. And you know, ultimately, that that's been the goal all along. And the hardest, and that's the hardest thing about doing a travel podcast. Well, yes, there there are a dime a dozen, but you really have to. So it's not a you know snooze fest. You have to transport your listener into. You got to give them the blood and guts. You've got to give them the taste, the smells, the 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 textures, or it's just another podcast about travel. And that's what differentiates us from other. Obviously, I mean, we're paranormal travel. You know, we our emphasis isn't always on like the big ones like Roswell and it, it, you know how many Bigfoot shows can you listen to? You know what? <laughs> focus on and you know what I'm saying. I mean, yeah, absolutely. The, every town that we've encountered has something a I've never heard of. While yes, I've heard of a cryptid as a universe, like, but every town's got their little small town legend, their small town lore, and that's where that to me that's kind of where we the rubber meets the road with us, Harley. I mean, am I, am I off base here? No, I agree with you 100%. But one of the one of the issues for us is is really selling it because obviously we've not been to every single place. It would mm-hmm. be impossible mm-hmm. for us to visit someplace new every single week, week in, week out. It's just not feasible. So we have to learn enough to get the listener excited about the place, right? which is sometimes harder than it sounds. Yes, and you know, one thing that we've always kind of said is we want to we want to essentially, and it's going to sound corny, kind of write a love letter about the town. And, and you've listened to the show enough. Oh, you yeah. know, it, it's, it's, it's a bright, it's a watercolor. It's a nice watercolor. And then we get to the transition into the, you know, the, the darkness on the edge of town. It's kind of where we, where we go with that. And we, we literally try to guide, I mean, I guess almost like a, like a virtual tour of not, because there are some things that aren't, you can't touch or feel. It's it's a it's a sensation that you get, and you have to be able to describe that. And one thing that we've been able to do is reach out. You know, we, we try to get as many first-hand accounts as we can, and and kind of expand on that to kind of paint a better picture of some of the more unseen events that that we talk about as well. Because it's not always about you know, there's always not always a spot in the road. I mean, you know what I mean? It's 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 a feeling you get, or it's. I don't know. It's it's is it the journey or is the destination? We try to strike a balance between the two. Well, you guys, I found like especially in this la- in the last episode of uh, Lake Windigo, which you guys both know that I'm a huge fan of 
the Wendigo. So that was like a a big. Um, as soon as it came in my feet, I'm like, ah oh, man, I gotta listen to this now, and I listened to that mm-hmm. twice already. And uh, there's an atmosphere to it. Uh, the description that you give of the area, and then you had uh, the author come on and and speak about uh, his experience with it and and being out in the area. So it, it does. I mean, it, it, like you said, it does paint a picture that. For me, I feel like I'm there when you guys are talking about the place, and it intrigues me enough to want to go and visit the places. You know, like uh, when I was watching Anthony Bourdain, I liked watching mm-hmm. it because it's it's a it's a visual thing, and I get to see the place. But it's not the same as when this medium that we have as a podcast, we get to it's it's almost like when you read a book because mm-hmm. you're left with that the image in your mind of what the place looks like or, or what, you know, the tangibleness of it. Right. You guys do the same thing with your podcast. You know, you guys laugh and you joke, and, and, but you, you also strike a serious tone in the fact that you're getting across the information that's pertinent to the listener, that's going to make them want to come to the areas that you're talking about, which I, I've, listen, I've been listening to podcast for a long time we've been doing our podcast for we're in our seventh year and i've listened to a lot of podcasts that talk about travel or talk about like cryptids or yours is the first one that i've listened to that has kept me listening right out of the gate i usually they usually die off and i stop listening within the first 20 Hmm. you guys are on 116 and i'm still listening yeah Right. So, that's I mean, awesome. that's something. So, so to, to blow a little smoke, I've known about the Wendigo prior to the show, at least in in general, just a concept, mm-hmm. Native American shapeshifter. That was about the extent of my knowledge about the Wendigo. Everything else that I've learned about the Wendigo either came from the Harry Dresden novels, mm-hmm. the Chad Lewis interview we just did, or your episode... <laughs> Your previous episode of the Spark, so just to to blow a little smoke your way. Wow, thanks. Yeah, it's been a wind to go go here lately, as of late. <laughs> I, I, that was out of out of all the the uh, shows that I've either tried to put together on my own or had a concept of. I still keep finding myself coming back to it. I mean, there's certain things that spark my interest all the time, but there's just something about the Wendigo that just, it's still, to the, I mean, I, I spent time in Maine when I was a little kid, and I heard stories of the Algonquins, and I heard stories of the of the Mi'kmaq, and I heard st- uh, stories of the Abenaki, and I, I, as a little kid, I heard about these things. So it, it meant a lot for me to be able to do the little bit that I did, and then it seems like every single time, I find something that has to do with the Wendigo. I find I get new information. I get a, a fresh perspective on it. And this, the last episode you guys did, I got a, a new perspective on on just what people that are in the area that may or may not have had a firsthand experience with. I don't want to say a supernatural or a, a preternatural 
or anything along those lines because when it comes down to it, something happened, people were there to experience it, whether I believe them or not, it ha- something happened and it it changed a, a person or people's perspective on how they view that. And when he was talking about it, you could really tell that he'd been touched by something that gave him pause. At the very least, it gave him pause. And and that is, to me, that's more than anyone could really ask for in a world of, you know, ghost hunting shows and, you know, UFO shows of, you know, bump in the night garbage. Mm-hmm. When someone goes out there and they're, they come back from something with it, at the very least, like I said, pause from the experience they had, that in my book is huge. I mean, I've been through a lot of weird stuff, and you can tell when someone has, is either telling you, you know, spinning you a yarn, or mm-hmm. they actually had it happen. And the interview you guys did was great. I, I, there, I can't even... I, I, okay. if any, anybody who hasn't listened to it yet, you need to go, go and listen to it. If that's your first episode, I'll guarantee you that every other episode you listen to them is going to be just as good, if not better, in, in different aspects for what your ideas are, for what you're looking for. But, I mean, if anybody goes and 116 is their first episode, I will guarantee that they will continue to listen to the show. Just based on that. Well, hang on a second. I'm I've I've been levitating for the last five minutes. <laughs> I need to come back down. I need to come back down to earth. Um, Harley, hold my grab my hand. There we go. There we go. <laughs> now, back to reality. What were you saying? You were saying something about us being a great show. What was it that is, again? I'm kidding. It, I, I can't. <laughs> the thing is, is I I get. I have people that listen to our show, yeah. and for whatever reason, I don't see myself as anything special. I don't see myself mm-hmm. as anything like anything other than who I am. The right. Lobo you you hear on the show is the Lobo you meet on the street. Is the same guy that that will you know hesitantly walk through the door of a church. I I'm the same right. guy. <laughs> so yeah, I, I when I listen to other shows, I get that same feeling of oh my god, I'm talking to so and so, or oh my god, I'm listening to to this show, or you know I got a message from this person. Like I text back and forth with Harley. And I'm like, dude, I know Harley, you know, and I talk to you or, or chat back and forth on Facebook and in Messenger with you. I'm like, oh, dude, I know Brett. You know, I don't think of it as like, you know, like, I don't I don't know. It's I'm a fanboy and I'm not, I'm not ashamed to say it. I'm a fanboy and I, I love Amy to pieces. I think she's adorable, even though she hates the outdoors and, and doesn't want to sweat and bugs are afraid of bugs. I, I think she's <laughs> awesome. So, I mean part of the real reason why I want you guys wanted you guys on here is because let's face it, fuck it. I'm a fan, you know? Right. That, that's actually funny. Cause I feel like, uh, and again, you know, it's going to get corny. Maybe Rogan cuts this part out because there's too much man love going on here. <laughs> but honestly, Brett and I look to you, your guys' show a, on a regular basis. It's a brotherhood. I think. To see how yeah. we improve our show. Hey, those guys have been doing it so much longer and they're, they're really conversational in their act, interactions with mm-hmm. guests. You know, how can we sound more like Rogan and Lobo? Stop so, it. Quit it. Rogan, edit, edit that last part now. Exactly. <laughs> um, just leave in the part where he says Rogan and Lobo, just randomly. Leave in Rogan and Lobo. <laughs> but edit all that other stuff out because – Golly, you're going to get his underwear wet. Stop. <laughs> I, mean, I think that's, I mean, I, I can only speak for how Ro and I uh, look at things is when we first started out, we, we took a lot of inspiration from a lot of different shows mm-hmm. and we were trying to be or emulate other shows. And somewhere along the line, we realized 
you know what? People gave us a shot, so we need to like give back to other podcasters. And we've tried to build like a brotherhood or a sisterhood, a family, a family mm-hmm. atmosphere amongst the podcasts that we interact with because. You know, when we started out, we tried to reach out to these other guys, and they were like, dude, who are you? Exactly. Yeah. 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 I, and that's the other thing about podcasting is, you know, there's there's a handful of them that are just pretentious, and they don't have near as many followers as we do or you all do. We're like, really? Come on. This isn't, I mean, this isn't the radio in the 1980s where you're, you know, doing blow and getting chicks. <laughs> yeah, no, there's no more blow for me. <laughs> Yeah, that's another episode. Um, <laughs> doing bumps with Lobo coming up next. Um, yeah, but and no. that'll be followed by "Give me the keys to your car and directions to your house" because I'm going to rob you with Lobo. <laughs> with Lobo. But no, I mean, I feel like you know, it, and we've had some talks outside of just talking about podcast stuff, and I think we've d- developed a, you know, like I said, a, you know, I, honestly, God, I think a friendship more than anything else. And I kind of see us all kind of on the same level. Well, yes, you guys have been doing it longer. Um, you know, we still play, play your promo, whether yeah. you need it or not. You play our promo. And I think there's a lot of – we do a lot of um, scratch, back scratching. You know, there's some that are willing to do it, and then there are others that are like, I'll get back to you. It's like, okay. <laughs> That's what I like about you guys is you aren't pretentious. You guys are just like us, just a couple of, you know, just a couple of bros, you know, sitting around talking about <laughs> – well, we we've tried to keep that. See, we've 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 been involved with other shows, and I, I'm not going to name any names because I try to take the high road nowadays. I spent way too much time on the low road, and I'm good at it, so I'm going to try and take the high road. But they they get it. They get a sense that they're of their own importance, and when you do that, you take. I was told a long time ago when I first got clean was either you remain humble or you will be humiliated. Right. And I just, I can't be those people. I can't be like those people. And Rose, Rose of the same mindset. It's, we're here to, to like provide a service. That's it. We're not anything special. We're here to provide a service and help as many people as we can along the way. And, you know, try to make as little damage as possible along the way. You know what I mean? But you get these guys that they get their first $20 in Patreon, all of a sudden they don't answer emails. It's like, I mean, it, it, it sets you up. It just, it, it's a community the way it, the way I look at it. I mean, we're. It should be. It should be. It, so I feel like if I had a flat and it wouldn't take you like, I don't know how many hours to get here, you would probably come help. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> but otherwise I'm fucked. But, uh. <laughs> But yeah, no, I we appreciate everything that you, know, you guys have done, and again, we've we've done our fair share of you know helping out others, and that's really what it's about. It's it, it's community, man. Well, I mean, that's what we're trying to do. So that's a statement, anyway. All right, so enough enough uh, blowing smoke up each other's asses. <laughs> uh, I need to Blow. know a little bit more about the two of you. Sure. So let's go before podcasting before you guys got involved in podcasting what uh what made the two of you tick individually whoever wants to take this you know take it first harley you go first really yeah hey, dude, more, you haven't throw, said much throw, man you <laughs> know um, I, I don't know i i'm always kind of considered myself to be a people person in public so i, I 
I'm I have layers. I'm an onion. So <laughs> you're not a parfait. I, no, um, I'm. You know, I am somebody that tends to be a loner, but I, I'm. I kind of have a, a secondary personality that allows me to to be in front of people and, and not bother me. So it's kind of weird, I guess. The the my personality, I would say, in general, is just kind of strange. So what's your origin story? My origin story? I don't know, man. That's a weird... We- That's my main issue. If you look on the website, on Travel Oddities website, there's a nice long bio for Amy and a real nice long bio for Brett. And under my name, it says Google expert. Well, That's it. <laughs> Brett, see me. Right. On our, on our old page... Uh, Roe had this huge write-up for himself, and he's like, dude, you need to write something up for yourself. So, it, I mean, it went for a long time, and I didn't do anything. So then Roe just wrote something. I don't even remember what it said, <laughs> but I, I wrote nothing. <laughs> There's a picture of me, but I wrote nothing. I was like, I'm not mm, I'm not good with people. I, I'm not a people person. I'm a chameleon. I can become whatever you need me to be, and that comes from the past that I came come from. I do well when I need to, and I would much rather most days be in a hole somewhere alone. <laughs> I, I get that, and I, you know I see see what you're saying, but there's this. I feel like for the most part, I kind of have like this weird split personality where there's a certain period of the time where I want to, you know, be at home doing the things that I enjoy by myself, and then there's a, another percentage of the time where I want to be out talking to people and interacting and. Lobo, permission to take the wheel of the bus, please. Beep, beep. There are times. <laughs> yeah, beep, beep. Harley kind of sits back, but he'll say that, well, you just, you, you want to, you're the face of the podcast. I'm like, no, I'm just, I'm on. Sometimes I'm just on and I engage and he, he stands in the back or goes smokes a cigarette. And then there are other times where he's, you know, talking to some mystic about getting his, I don't know, his junk read and I'm just, you know, doing my thing. So yes. He does have a split, kind of a split personality. He doesn't cry. He doesn't hug. So, you know, when I went through my dark period writing the black album, uh, if you will, mm-hmm. you, I talked to you times. Yep. Uh, I didn't go to Hollywood for much because I, I knew I wasn't going to get the warm and fuzzy sensations that I would get from, you know, other people. But yeah, he's got a split personality. Well, no, I. So when people, <laughs> when people when, come to me with, with emotions, emo- emotion, with emotions, emotions. My instinct, my modus operandi, is that I help them fix the problem. So, oh, oh God, Rojan, don't don't edit this. Don't edit. <laughs> Are you kidding? This is awesome. Whatever the problem is, as I see it, mm-hmm. I say, okay, let's let's work a plan to get you from point A to point B. Let's not hold hands. We don't need to sing Kumbaya. This is shocking. <laughs> this is shocking. You don't need to cry. Let's just fix the problem. Shocking revelation. No, this is utter bullshit. No, it's true. Anyway, I, I'm sitting right in front of him, and this is utter bullshit. No, like, honestly, my kids come to me, and they're crying. Your kids? I'm like, hey, stop crying. Let's figure out what the problem is. I you're, do the same thing to you. You go, you need to do, yeah, well, you, maybe, you're giving me the look like you better, you better no, lie to me. am I wrong? No, you're not, but you're looking at me like, tell the man the truth. Exactly. Tell the man the truth. Show show the man where the where the priest touched you on the dolly. No, I, 
I, yeah, I guess so to a certain degree, but oh man. Sometimes I, I, I want you to cry or hug me or something. And that's not how I fix things. I fix the problem. You, I don't fix the 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 what emotion. We need to do a love language odd uh, challenge and figure out what your <laughs> your love language is cuz it is not it doesn't jive with mine. Anyway, it doesn't. So I'm never mind Harley. along so well. It's we oh. we have a really weird dynamic. So for the most part, Brett and I, we really, you know, we're best friends. We've been best friends forever. 15, 16 years. Oh, it's, and it's such a weird. He was, he was, can I even say it? I don't care. He was married to my cousin. I got Wait, early what? in the divorce. Yeah. He was married to my cousin. Okay. And for the, probably the first three years, he slept. Every time I saw him at Christmas, he was asleep. I just knew the guy drove a demo because he was a car salesman and he slept in the bedroom during Christmas. I had no idea that it would blossom into a a, a bromance where we would push a shopping cart together in Walmart. This is an absolute true story. We would push a shopping cart with his son Connor around Walmart. Um, and imagine, you know, being in a small town, small rural town in Oklahoma. That doesn't look good. People start looking. People start wondering. But yeah, that's how it all started. I mean. It, it's an un, it really honestly, and I think based on what you've seen via social media, listening to the show, we really are kind of an odd pairing. It's almost it's like Moscato and cheeseburgers, man. We just don't, you know. There's a flavor profile that, that kind of hits you on the back, but uh, yeah, we're kind of an odd couple for sure. Well, I guess that fits. Yeah, I mean, if the shoe fits, wear that bitch. That's it. Yeah. Right. We fight more than we than, do. Than it's. it's obvious from the show oh god yeah and it honestly it's it's communication issues so as much as we communicate as much as we talk uh, you know as, as close as we are um friend, friendship wise and the show wise mm-hmm. um we get into a lot of fights that have no bearing in reality right so, there's no yeah there's no reason you know we don't i don't know what we argue over the weirdest stuff like his tone of voice. It, so it's almost like bordering on shit like boyfriends and girlfriends would argue about. But, yeah, it's the way he looks at me sometimes and the way he talks to me sometimes. <laughs> I'm often accused of having a dad tone. You do have a dad tone. So when I'm t- when I'm talking to people and I feel like you don't understand, I... I do you feel the... I feel a I, laser beam dude, that's I, coming from across the room in here. So nice. if, if I'm explaining something and I feel like you don't understand it, then I start to break things down the same way I would when... And this is what I get from other people, because for me, this is not how I see it. But apparently, if you don't understand me the first go-around, then I revert to the dad teaching the four-year-old to tie their shoes. Sure. Kind of rhythmic and... And I'm 40, okay? I'm 40 years old. I'm too old to put up with such nonsense. Okay, let's be real, though. If we're going to... We've spent enough time talking about Harley. Let's talk about Brett. Brett is technically 40 years old. Uh, Technically. Technically. (laughs) Physically. Physically. Yeah, maybe. The psychologist would say that Brett ranges from the age of three to the age of 93, depending on which personality is in control. This is also true. I'm... I do and have been known to have two-hour conversations with myself with an Australian accent and an American accent um, for literally two hours. That sounds like uh, fun. I spend a lot of time talking to myself, 
But, you know, honestly, it, it, this all stems from, you know, growing up wanting to be like a voice for, you know, always wanted to voice like a, a transformer or be a, in some type of performing arts level. So I, I come by it almost kind of naturally. I didn't do, not that I'm saying that I, you know, I'm like this great actor, but I've always kind of practiced like mimicking things and sounds and voices. So this thing is really, it really kind of started, I, you know, I got into radio so I could be in front of a microphone and do those things. And I've done some commercials and Harley's going to make fun of me because of some of the commercial stuff that I've done. But <laughs> this kind of turned into a forum for me to kind of flex my, 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 my vocal prowess, if you will. I went to broadcasting school, bad idea. Don't ever do that. Um, anybody <laughs> ready will tell you, just, just knock on the door and ask to grab a broom, uh, $12,000 later and I'm doing a podcast for free. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, you and know, I haven't, and I haven't paid a bill yet and I have blocked all of the, uh, the debt collectors numbers now. Uh, so, but I'm quirky. I'm as quirky as they get. You're not quirky. That's I am not quirky. the definition. A girl definition. would say it. A girl would say quirky. So Brett has multiple personalities and he can say that it's because he likes voice acting. Yeah. But he's, he straight up will have an argument with himself and lose the argument. Right. Not on, on, on top of that, <laughs> he, he is on the Tourette spectrum. Oh, come Dude, on. You, he's constant, literally since we've been on this, on this call, he has not put down the Logitech USB, like USB charger. He, that's not Tourette's. You've been touching it the whole that's, time. That's not Tourette's. You've set it down and picked it up a hundred times. Asperger's, maybe. Dude, um, you're just on the spectrum. But you can't control the words that come out of your mouth, which would kind of limits the it live does, it does show. Limit. It limits the live show. Um, I'm not banned by the... I, you know, I'm not uh, regulated by the SEC, so you just never know. And we're a podcast that doesn't... That tries to keep it... PG thirteen, you know, we yeah. we go side. That's about that's about as far as we take it. Um, in the you know, we talk about you know, I don't know, does Wolfman have a human penis or a dog penis? But we got away from that, um, <laughs> which has been really hard for me. Like I'm, I <laughs> no pun intended. No pun. Yes, I <laughs> exactly. Uh, it's a stroke of genius. No, but mm. it's it. You know, it takes me some time to get going. Sometimes I'm not always on. I think I'm. I was on last weekend. I mean, I was ready to go. Like, let's. Oh yeah, get it, let's get it going. As much as I'm willing to own the fact that I have two different, two distinct personalities. Yeah. Brett is manic depressive too, mm -hmm. so yeah. he's either like all in and you can't, you can't slow him down, or you, or you, or you can't reach me, or you've got to hit him with a cattle prod, because he'll call me and go, "Dude, you're the hardest person to get a hold of." I'm like, I'm right here, but you know, anyway. So that's me, Mr. Quirky. Or Mr. Mr. Quirky. Well, you know, I, I've, I've been called different names as well. We'll not get into that here. But, yeah, I mean, I think the important thing that uh, the takeaway is the two of you guys play off each other very well. Mm -hmm. And that, well, <laughs> that, <laughs> wow, that, uh, that makes for the show. You know, because uh, time and time again, you'll I'll I'll be listening to the show, and Brett, you'll get revved up, and you'll start talking about something, and then Harley doesn't miss a beat. He just lets you wind and go down, and then he just continues. There's a couple chuckles, and then he <laughs> continues with what he was saying. He used to be really dismissive of me. Oh yeah, uh, and 
he if wouldn't you look let me back go. at the look back at the early episodes, you oh, can I see remember. a hint of it. I remember. <laughs> That's only what made it to the finished product. There were plenty of times where I would just stop and stare at him until he stopped doing whatever he was doing. Oh man! And he he's gotten better at that, and I've gotten better at kind of letting him rant. Brett has a weird way of telling a story. He he can't ever just tell you this is the situation. This is what I did. This is how the story ends. You gotta build. You gotta build. Dude, I live in a houseful of people that do that every day. I they're oh my god kids though right? No, and my wife too. <laughs> my my wife. But she'll have a story about a pair of shoes she bought, and by the time it's done, I, I walked completely through the mall and. I've had a sandwich. I just want to know about the damn shoes. Exactly. So if oh I'm dri- if I'm driving to to meet Brett somewhere and he calls me on the phone and he's like, "Hey, change of plans." <laughs> the 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 rest of that story is meet me at point B. I'm no longer at point A. That's that you tell me real quick. Yeah. But right. Brett has to tell me a 23-minute <laughs> conversation, and at the end of the 23 minutes, I find out that I've driven 23 minutes past where I needed to be because he was telling me a story that the plan had changed. Listen, I I take a lot of inspiration from Tarantino films. I kind of tell a story like Pulp Fiction. You know, it starts here. It you, is it the beginning? Is it the end? I start with the end credits kind of shit. I, yes. Marvel has Easter eggs. I have Easter eggs. I like to build. Let's build into. Dude, you it's are all an Easter egg. It's, it's, <laughs> I'm an enigma, man, wrapped in a riddle. I feel like let's build the anticipation. It's foreplay, baby. It's all foreplay. On the, on the show, that's great. Yeah. But when you're giving me directions to where I'm supposed to meet you, not so cool. You're never on time. Let's be real. You were running up. Just FYI. He was running up the stairs to get to this interview at 7. I was where I needed to be. Two hours. Without- Ago, and then you were late. Then I was late. I was I was yeah, I was dude, here you, early dude, two hours. You, late you were there two early hours ahead of time, and then waited till the last gun was fired to take a piss. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Technically, this call started on time oh, by God. me. God, okay, I'll give it to you. I give you. I give. I'm punctual. <laughs> I went from giving God all the glory. Now I'm giving it to Harley. Harley gets all the glory in the honor. Congratulations. Thank you. I I feel like that was well deserved. Yes. It took a long way to get there, though. (laughs) Want to get in contact with the show or listen to back episodes? It's easy. Go to www.projectarchivist.com. On the right side of the page, you'll find links to our archives, as well as links on how to get onto our Facebook page and follow us on Twitter. If you want to leave a voicemail for us, it's 734-681-0459. Yes, we do listen to all of them. Or if you want to talk to Lobo directly, you can call 203-212-9975. Yes, that will in fact put you in touch with his cell phone. If he's available, he will take your call and talk to you. If you're just looking to send us an email, you can do that at projectarchivist at gmail.com. Don't forget to look for us on iTunes under the podcast section, or you can stream us right to your phone with the Stitcher Android app for free. Have you been bludgeoned to death with Ted Bundy stories? Are you choking on too many Hillside Strangler podcast episodes? As awesome as those are, cleanse your palate and add something new to your true crime diet. Why not try some Dark Poutine, a podcast from north of the 49th parallel? We cover Canadian crimes and dark histories. Some of the stories you may know nothing about, but they beg to be told. And with Canada being the biggest small country on the planet... 
We even have personal connections to some of the crimes in history we chat about. Join two real live Canadians every week as we serve up another helping of dark poutine. We are substantially creepy, sometimes meaty, always cheesy, but very rarely sorry. So come on up north and fill your ears with some dark poutine. Can I open the floor real quick? Sure. Did, a, did Vern Troyer die? Yes, he did. I knew <sighs> he had been committed and was being suicidal, but they haven't talked about what exactly happened. So no, I don't know if, I if he had yet. Him. That's crazy. Yeah. Mini me, man. No, I, I'm totally I'm aware. Just, just checking. Just checking. It wasn't an Oscar-nominated movie. It's okay for you to say that you've seen Austin Powers. No, I've definitely seen Austin Powers. Jesus yeah, Christ. but anyway. dude, did you see him like later on in life? I remember seeing him in the surreal, the surreal life oh. when he pissed, got drunk and pissed in the corner. How, does he get drunk off a shot? The dude could drink. He could put it back. Yeah, For dude, a little he, guy? He chucks him back. There's no <laughs> doubt about that. Everything's a tall boy. Uh, oh, but my no, God. There's peace, Vern Troyer. Yeah, that's a rough one, man. Yeah, but anyway, sorry. That was a ran- you know me. I do random, random inserts. Yeah, see, Rogue gets so mad at me too because I don't do the random inserts. But if he's when he's working on something and mm-hmm. he like screws up and starts laughing, forget it. That's that's like blood in the water for a shark. I will yeah. keep on him, and he can't get shit done because he's laughing too hard. Mm-hmm. And he gets mad at me. Like, like, honest to goodness, mad, like straight up angry, and I'm like, right, dude, what, what do you want? I mean, I've derailed the show so many times. I'm better now, but in the beginning, forget it. I mean, there was a whole skit of we were reading something, and I was reading it in Emperor Palpatine's voice, and it just, oh, cool. he just couldn't do it. It, it made it to oh. a blooper reel somewhere, but all right, so. It, this probably won't make it to the, the the final cut, but give me your give me your voice guy to voice guy. Oh jeez, I can't. Give me I, I can't even remember what the freaking article was about. It was, uh, it was about some kind of laser like, or something. Give me your best Palpatine. Like read the ingredients <sighs> off of Captain Crunch as oh, Palpatine. Captain Crunch. I can't just do it like that. Gee <laughs> <Jeez>, whiz, <laughs> man. I, I can't. Don't even act like you can do. You can't do things on demand. I can't. Brett, I don't do anything for free. Brett has a really wide range of voices that are really cool. But if you put Brett on the spot, nothing. Oh yeah, he locks up. I can trust me. I can relate. Hey, Joker said it in the Dark Knight. If you're good at something, never do it for free. I don't yeah. do it for free. I've been doing this for free for a long time. And no shit. <laughs> All that back scratching still ain't collected a check yet. Yeah. I got a wife. Um, yeah, you got a wife. I've got so two So neither one of us are having sex, right? Am I right? Um, hey, hey, am I right? <laughs> High five. Um, yeah. Anyway. Anyway, that's dismissive. That's dismissive. You learned that early on. That was one of the words that got banned from our show. Anyway, because he used to do that to me. He would dismiss my Oh, yeah, dude, anyway. I, I love that. <laughs> anyway, that was like, whenever I'd hear that in the, in the early shows, I'm like, oh, yep. He's getting shot down right now. I wonder how much editing went into this. In the advent of our show, I was working at a radio station. I wasn't a DJ yet, but I had access to recording equipment. 
So he would come in after he got off work and I was there until midnight. So we, in between doing my general housekeeping duties, making sure stations weren't off the air, we'd go in and cut, you know, half the show or a third of the show, take a break. I'd go do my thing, come back. And there were times, Lobo, where he was ready to throttle. I mean, we were, it was blood. There will be blood. I mean, he had it, just had it with me. It's taken us, it's literally taken us almost the entire time to get to the point to where Brett and I don't really come at each other, which if you guys remember, there was a point in time where Brett wasn't on the show right. when we introduced Amy. Yep. Um, the show, it, a part of that was Brett was going through a lot, but also it was that Brett and I weren't getting along. We weren't getting along at all. Yeah. And, I think a lot of that was um, related to what was going on with you. You you just didn't have the same temperament that you had had before. Right. And again, I'll openly admit that I don't I don't emote well and I yeah. don't accept emotions well. So we just got to a point to where it was you know we were at each other's throats all the time. Like so, yeah. a break was in order. In our friendship, and that's the problem with doing something as as friends first. It's kind of like a relationship where you start out as friends and you kind of gradually work your way into, you know, third base. Uh, we've never been to third base. Never been to third you base. need to clarify these things. That's not how me and the wife started out, but all right. <laughs> well, I don't know what third base is between two guys. Honestly, is it probably you know, the same? Down the pants. I don't know. Guys don't wear bras. Third base is like hand up the bra, right? No, that's, uh, that's second base. That's no, first. That's first base. No. Kissing. Yeah, but if you try to steal second, though, uh, you want to try to steal second. I know, but you're leading off first. You want to try to get up the bra. You know, get a freebie in there. But anyway, so, yeah, we, uh, <laughs> we, it, we're we like a couple of old women. I mean, it, honestly, and he's a much older woman than I am. Three um, years. Three years. Wow, that's not, wow. Yeah, he's <laughs> three years. He's a, I'm years older than I am. And it shows. Um, <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, he's three years older than me. I know you're blown away too. Uh, but yeah, that's that's. I'm going to be 43 in September, so you're a spry 43. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> Hardly looking at me like you son of a. <laughs> you're going to be emailing Rojan. Can you edit out minute here this from minute here to minute here, please? But and yeah. crickets. So it, has, it has not always been easy. I'm not easy to work with. He's not easy to work with. And again, I think that's also why it works. Because we, we come at things at a, you know, we see eye to eye on raising Arizona, but we may not see eye to eye on half the shit we talk about on the show. Sure. But we somehow come together and it's, you know, this amalgamation of opinion and fun and laughter. But at the end of it, we hope the hope is that you come away with some sliver of knowledge. You know, I think the best way to describe it is we, we said we want to be, you know, infotainment, edutainment. You get a laugh, but you also get a little bit of you, you get a nugget in there, too, sometimes. So mm -hmm. I'll agree with that. I mean, you're like I said, it's, it's a show that's in my regular rotation. So it 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 gives information that's it, mm -hmm. it gives information but it gives a laugh there's always at least one laugh in the in the show at least one laugh because the reality of it is and i think you can can agree the paranormal field for them there's a lot of them that just really have kind of a stick up their ass about this kind of stuff 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's, oh, yeah, I know. they take it almost, and, and, it, and they make it seem like it's untouchable. Like, you, you can't make fun of a, you can't make fun of a ghost that died from rape. Yeah, you can on the Travel Lies podcast. No, you can't. New episode. No, I will edit that out. Oh my God. So. I don't even consider ourselves to be a paranormal podcast we really at the end of the day. No. Like, you know, we're 116 episodes in, and I'm not an expert. No, it's the journey. Is it the, I mean, you know, we talk about time. Is it the journey or the destination? Because the destination could be a, just a, a rock with a hieroglyph on it. I mean, so at the end of the day, it's really about what do you do? You, you, well, yes, the, the, the ultimate goal is to get to Pittsburgh, but what did you do on the way? You know, did you take a detour? Did you take a wrong turn? Those ethnicities that sometimes play out. You know, sometimes it's what the the thing you did on the way is cooler than the thing that you did when you got there. So, I mean, you know, the hope is that somewhere along the way you you find something. And, you know, we and one of the things that we're really big on is when you, you find when you find it, like, leave it like you found it. Leave nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Don't take anything away from you. You know, if you don't have a camera, take a mental picture. Don't, you know, don't peel bark off and don't, you know, pick up blades of grass. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it's just blades of grass. Well, you know what I'm saying. Don't, don't, can I say the F word? If you want. Don't fuck, don't fuck with stuff. Just leave it, go enjoy it, take a picture, and then go get a, go grab a burger or something. Yeah, that's the other thing. What what was the impetus of of deciding that you were gonna have a restaurant? Because I mean, I gotta be honest. Th- there hasn't been a single show yet where I didn't want to go to some of those places you were talking about. Because I'm all about going to a greasy spoon. Right. And that's actually that's one of the places where Brett and I see eye to eye almost 100 percent of the time. We like food. You know, I'm not the fattest guy in existence but i'm a big guy i like food it's it's easy to tell uh, and we like the the weird little off the off the cuff mm-hmm. strange destinations when it comes to that i'd rather have a greasy onion burger from a, a local a local dive. establishment yeah. than you know a a nice dinner somewhere that's that everybody can experience like you know over the weekend uh you know, a weekend or so ago, we were at the Beavers, uh, Beavers, uh, the Rowdy Beaver mm-hmm. in Eureka, Arkansas. And it was, it's, you know, one of the best places in town. And we ended up having some, you know, a few drinks with some listeners and, and some, some munchies. I met, you know, a one man band. I mean, you're not going to find, you know, I, I, it's I like to go, we want to go where the locals go. We don't want to, we don't want the tourist traps. We don't want the chains because it all tastes, the chilies. On this side of town, it tastes just like chilies on this side of town. It's overseasoned and overpriced. I want something and less. Chilies wants to become a sponsor of yes, the Travel Oddities podcast. Then mm. we love chilies, and everybody should go to chilies. Okay, hang on a second. I, I've been asked to do this. Chilies, back ribs. Okay, is that enough? Okay, good. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, we like the you know, give me flow, give me Mel's Diner. You know what I mean? That's that's the, that's the thing. Like, if. If the if the kitchen's not dirty, I don't trust the cook. I mean, that's honestly some of your best restaurants. You wouldn't, I promise, that foot like the health department probably has a hard time going in the back. But that's to me, that's what what tastes the best. There's a barbecue place in ta- not in town in the state of Oklahoma that if you don't know exactly where it is, 
because you will never find it. And if you miss your tar, if you miss your get off, it's on a turnpike. You literally have to drive 45 minutes to get back off. Right. So it's one of those places. It's just this hidden little little gym. Like it's a yeah, absolutely. It's probably one of the best places to get barbecue four or five hundred miles and it's in a trailer on a on the side of a highway off a turnpike in the middle of nowhere with bigfoot cutouts for no apparent reason and when they run out of food that's it like they they were well we're out of ribs you don't see people scatter and headed for the car they're like well okay i'll take the next thing on the menu because it a it's just that good like their sandwiches Harley and I had this example. Harley and I got a couple sandwiches because, you know, it, they had the sandwich has everything on it, so you kind of get a taste of everything. Mm-hmm. You know, bread's bread, but barbecue's something completely different here. The, literally, I think the sandwich I had weighed a pound and a half. Oh, yeah, for sure. Nice. Easy. And, and that's you're not going to get that. I mean, you know, I, I, I promise you a quarter pounder with cheese doesn't weigh a quarter pound. No, it's a quarter <laughs> pound before it's cooked. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. That's that's you know that's our mission statement, man. That's awesome because I mean we get we have places around here that are just you, you you're not going to get like you said you go to a chain restaurant you get what you expect we have fancy restaurants around here but the little hole in the walls are the places where it's at we have a barbecue place it's called the Pig Rig it started out in a truck it now has a storefront the food is great you know it's just you you you're not going to get. The same. We have taco trucks. When the taco oh. truck rolls up, dude, they're a dollar a taco, and I'm going to throw 20 bucks at this guy. I may not get 20 tacos, oh, yeah. but I'm going to give him 20 bucks. Yeah. We've literally got a ta- – you've probably heard us talk about it or seen pictures on our Facebook. We have a taco truck that's positioned in a parking lot right next to um, our studio slash office. And I'm telling you, we've spent our fair share of money. <laughs> We're it's keeping them in business. Good. We're keeping love a good taco truck, man. I, all day long. Give me a carne asada or hell, I eat a tongue taco. I don't care. Right? Yeah. It doesn't taste like tongue, man. It doesn't taste like tongue. When you think about it, you're like, tongue. I'm like, taste it. Try it. Dude, I had a tripe yeah, tacos. taco off of this truck. It oh, was yeah, amazing. Yeah. yeah. There's some, I think if you when you add lime, onions, and cilantro to anything, I think if you made a hot dog, it's, it tastes like, if you made it just right, it tastes like it came off a taco truck. But then again, maybe not. There's something – they the way that the griddle is seasoned or something. I don't know what they do. Uh, but magic. this taco truck has a taco truck that they're connected to around the corner. They've got the market cornered over here for sure, definitely. But, yeah, I love a good taco truck. They're just – I mean, they're so good. And we have all – here in town where I live, we have – we have – all manner of foods. We have everything from uh, Vietnamese food to taco trucks to pho. I mean, we have all kinds of stuff. I mean, it's there's no – if you come to town and you can't find something to eat, die in a fire because you don't have an excuse. I mean, we even have a vegetarian place that's opening up next month, and I can't wait for that to open up because it looks amazing. I There's a there's – a place here locally i won't i won't say the name but it has bowl in the title they're as much as i like vegetarian food they're just kind of douchey about it i'm sorry i mean i hate to say it but they look at you like and then they wait to wait to take your order and all this 
Like, come on, quit no, being dude, a hipster it. about this I get vegetable it. pasta. Yeah, I get it. Trust. It's like going to Chipotle. Yeah, I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, I went to Chipotle for the first time last summer. I remember your review. Dude, it wasn't good, dude. I have friends that talked about it being like a spiritual experience. I'm like, dude, if this is spiritual, I'm an atheist because this is rubbish. I'll go to Moe's or Taco Bell. Come on. Now, Qdoba, do you guys have Qdoba up that way? No, we don't. Mm, I See, a lot of people either they like Qdoba or they like Chipotle, but they're so similar that it's like it's like picking between – Two subways, honestly. Two it's, subways. It's, so crap and crap. Well, it's the same concept. Big burritos. Okay. Um, you got pork. You got. I mean, there's nothing. The only thing different might be the corn. I don't know what's different about Qdoba and Chipotle. See, I don't. We got a place that just opened here called Pancheros. Oh yeah. Dude, they make the tortilla in front of you. I'm not talking. They fill it. They make that fucker in front of you. Nice. They have a ball of matzo or whatever, and they throw it on the press. They make that thing in front of you. I'm like, dude, I need to mm. live here. Yeah. What about you, you Harley? Say- you don't talk much. No, I do. I tend to, to listen, though, a lot more. The, the, the make the, the tortilla in front of you is not that uncommon here. So that, that may be ah, about new to Connecticut, but yeah, dude, we totally. live pretty So we get to see it. There are a couple of smaller chains that make that kind of obvious. They throw it in your face. There are persons behind a glass case making your tours that you can see. Um, I, I don't know why I need to see that part of the kitchen, but it's cool. We like to, because we're voyeurs, we like to watch. I like to, tell me you don't like, you're not satisfied by how it's made. No, I, I 100% well, the TV show. No, I understood I mean, yeah. what you said. I understood where you were going with that. And yes, I'm a, I I like seeing the inner working sometimes, mm-hmm. and and I get the concept. But after you go the first time, it's not. It's an old hat. It's, yeah, it's it's yeah. old news. I don't yeah. care. I don't. I agree to a certain extent, but I also know that I like meat a lot, and I would be down to go and hang on an abattoir and watch that shit go down. And I know a lot of people wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, I think the minority in that situation. Most, Probably. I want to see how it's made. I want to meet Salt Bay. Is that crazy? Is he played out now? Yeah. I, you know who Salt Bay is. Yeah. The dude can, he's a master with the knife and the seasonings, for sure. I want to meet Salt Bay. See, and I, I, I guess that kind of goes. Ramsey. I do too. I love Gordon Ramsay. Please tell me you love Gordon Ramsay. He's a Absolutely. dick. I love, dude. dude, that's why I, I love him. He doesn't give a fuck. Well, I mean, but I see that in in you, Lobo, and in you, Brett, on a regular basis. I don't need a celebrity version of Dude, Brett or Lobo. No, you're you the, guys got you guys have a little bit of the. Uh, but you're a podcast, Gordon Ramsay. You're a, kind of a dick. Am I? Hold on, hold on. Third party, <laughs> wow. Lobo. Am I a dick? I don't think so. Oh God! Get out well, of town, look, in, dude. In, in, in it doesn't our come through. I edit out that part. He edits out the part where he, he's like. Piss off! It's raw. <laughs> see, I, I the thing is, is I in the interactions that I've had with you, Harley, I don't see you as an asshole. In the interactions that I've had with you, Brett, I don't see you as an asshole. But see, I'm oh. not in the center of this between the two of you. The dynamic you guys have is it's amazing to me looking on the from the outside in. Like Ro and I don't fight. We we just don't fight. 
we have disagreements like, and usually they're they we we talk about it in a rational manner and most of the time I'm overreacting and I I, I own that shit so it's over. Brett overreacts, but he never owns that shit. Mm-mm. So he's got the first part of the Lobo, like... Look, I put the ass in asset. I mean, I do. <laughs> okay. You're, you're nothing without me. You're no one. No. Like, 48 <laughs> hours later, Brett will be like, sorry, bro, I, I kind of overreacted on that when I slammed the door and threw all the papers across the room. How'd you like it, though? <laughs> Was it dramatic enough? But yeah, no, I, I I like I like where we're at. I like our interactions. I even like when we blow up at each other. I feel like it's real. We we express ourselves. We're very passionate about the shit we're passionate about. Sure. And, and it's not paranormal shit. It's like, no, it's you know, it's it's everything. It's like, hey, the sound quality or I don't like the way you read that. You sound, you know, like sometimes Brett will get into a. A DJ kind of voice. God. Yeah, uh, I and it's natural. Hey, all right, you're no, right. No, it's you're right. You're right. It's a natural. If you're gonna say more than a few sentences in a row, you start kind of pacing it out, and it sounds like a damn bar ass commercial. So I say, no, let's back up and redo that. And sometimes that hurts your feelings. I silently said, "Fuck you," because you're a little girl. Um, I'm sensitive, man. I'm you are sensitive. sensitive. I'm a sensitive lot. And if you, you know, which is funny because you're like 27 people. I am 27 people, and they're all and they're sensitive. all sensitive. They're they're all emotional. Um. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. See that some of the stuff on our on the show that we that row edits out, like I'll blow up, like no no lie, I'll blow up. But I get like pissed off at like stupid shit, and then I have mm-hmm. to I have to back up and be like, all right, let's just I'm I'm over it. I'm fine. Like I, Ro likes to get me revved up under certain circumstances. Ro likes to get me revved because it really doesn't take a lot to get me tuned mm-hmm. up and ready to go. Like I'm ready to throw it out at the drop of a hat. Right. But and it's it's good for the show. I I'm sorry, but when you get some of the best parts of your show is when you get riled up and you can just see. <laughs> You can just see Ro like slowly growing small devil like horns. Seething. Yeah. He just loves it. So he's just kind of poking you, uh, you know, to get you even more riled up. So I like that dynamic. It's, <laughs> it's fun. You know, well, it, it makes it comes, fun. And I think, you know, you've done the podcast together for X amount of years. You've known each other X amount of years. The same, same goes here. I think the, the, there, there are similar, as much as there are differences or similarities, I re- and, and for two people that are not literally like Harley and I right now, are, I could throat punch him if I want to. I mean, if I could. But I'm much faster. So I'm much faster it. because he's learned all these fucking martial arts. But anyway, that you guys have that rapport with each other and you're up here and he's down here. You know what I mean? It's that's that's Harley and I talk about it all the time. It's like how do they how do they play off each other? Because you know, with Harley and I, he can give me like he's giving me a look right now. That typically I'd be like, dude, stop. How do you do it? I mean, I guess I, you know I'm kind of volleying the question to you. How do you guys make it work? Well, Ro and I are. We're, it's an interesting dynamic in the fact that a lot of times we get feedback on the show that I don't talk enough. Mm-hmm. And it's because I fall, I'm like Harley. I sit back and I listen, and then I'm like, "Oh crap! I need to say something," you know, because I get caught up in yeah. 
people talking. We have somebody on. Yeah, dude, I want to know the story. I want to know what's going on. That's I, I I'm enthralled by what the person's saying, and and I'm I'm in it. And that goes back to like early childhood and and what I was programmed for is I was supposed to pay attention and I need to soak up as much information as possible because I'm going to be quizzed. I'm going to take a test and I need to know what's going on. So in that aspect, when we're doing interviews, unless I take myself out of the box, I I, I let Roe I let Roe do what Roe does when he asks questions and and when he does stuff for for interviews. When we're when we're talking to someone like Dr. Coke John or you know, uh, Dr. Bashir Saab, when we had him on, or, you know, Ted Rowe, or, you know, Jeff and Jer, when we had those people on, or Soraya, I mean, those are, uh, Josh Kutch, I mean, I could name any, any of them. Like, like when we had uh, Stan Friedman mm-hmm. on, like, I wanted to talk, I've been wanting to talk to Stan Friedman forever. Like, when we first started the show, I wanted to talk to Stan Friedman. And we just couldn't do it because we didn't have the questions or whatever. And I wanted to talk to him about everything and anything outside of ufology. That's what I wanted to find out. I wanted to know what he was doing. When I talked to someone like tonight with you guys, I want to know what makes you tick. I want to know what got you involved. I want to know the inside because the old me would use that as, you know, a way to get in and use as a weapon. The, Mm -hmm. I carried that over into my lifestyle now because that allows me to understand how the person works and what can I do to help out if I'm ever called on. Right. So it just makes the story more interesting. Yeah. I mean, it, it, for, for Roe, unless it's like when we do the, 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 the news shows, when we read or we do a round table, that's when I'm more involved. That's when I'm, you know, talking and, and interacting because, you know, Roe has an article he wants me to read and then we're going to, you know, bullshit about it or, or whatever. Right. But when we're, the relationship that Roe and I have are, like, when he calls me or I call him, it's not high. It's, you start talking. Mm-hmm. It's, it's weird. It's like, like when, when my wife calls me, I'm like, hey, what's up, babe? You know, what's going on? When Roe calls me, I'm like, hey, this is what, blah, 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 blah. And he's the same way. There's like an open dialogue yeah, yeah. at all times, and it's like the conversation's always going on, even when we're not talking to each other. It's it's bizarre. Yeah, it's the same thing here. We, you know, I get I'm, my schedule's kind of tight in the morning. There are times where I'm like, literally, dude, I gotta go. I mean, because we'll get, we do the same thing. Morning, Manzer. Hey, Harley, what's up? Nada. What are you doing? And it just starts. We just, and it's it's a ramble cast and before you know it, it's like uh, i gotta go man i mean we we look down and like i said it's like a couple of women gossiping over the phone so yeah i get that we totally get get that dynamic and, and again it works for you guys it really works for you guys i like that he seems to be so centered and you're kind of you're more static that again that kind of plays to our what our formula is too it's the Anderson, you know, it's kind of Jerry and Dean with me and Harley. He's the straight man, and I'm the loose cannon. And it's it, it, as much as I want to say that that's a fucking character thing. It's really not. It's, it's, it, it, you put mics in front of us. That's the only thing that's different, and you give us a time constraint. Or we could go on. Yeah. It's just this is how we are. This How I am on here is no different than how I am in the real world, except that uh, I rein him in. That's that's my whole job on the right. show. I honestly honestly believe that my job is my handler is to keep Brett from (laughs) 
it, I just keep him from wandering away. I'm like a child leash. Like right. the, you remember Rain Man when he takes he takes he, he takes him to to to, to Vegas. Yep. And tells him to go play roulette. That's that's me and Harley. Harley takes me and gets me a nice suit and says, "Go pick numbers," and then I pick the wrong ones and then lose all the money because that's just how I roll. But yeah, it's it, I hate to I, you don't mean to throw myself under the bus, but I know my I know my I know this this per, I've been in this body for forty years. I know this mother is banged up, bruised, and everything else. Why wouldn't I have twenty seven different personalities that I call characters with air quotes? Sure. Um, <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. I mean, again, it's yeah. Anybody can get in front of a microphone. Yeah. Anybody can talk to anybody. But when there's chemistry on a show, that's, in my opinion, that's what brings people back. I think, as far as as I'm concerned, the the show, the things that I find important about the show is us being real. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. At, at no point in time do I want to presume or I, that I I want to come across as being an expert on anything. I don't know. I think I think a lot of stories that people share with us are interesting, and there and there's a thread. I think there's a thread of truth to everything that we talk about, but to to what degree? Who knows? And it, you know, we tell people go back to episode zero. If you you know, we said it in the very beginning in the advent, the genesis of the show. We're not experts. We're a couple of guys talking about shit that's weird. But I I think all of it is about at the end of the day, it's about the journey. It's about what you do along the way and being real, being yourself. Yes, absolutely. You know, we we might play up certain aspects, mm-hmm. character aspects, and that sort of thing. But at the end of the day, the dynamic between Brett and I is real. That's who we are. Mm-hmm. It's how we and it's how we've always been. And I'm just bleep a couple of f bombs, right? Because you don't know this about Harley, but f bomb is his. That's his crutch in real in the real world outside of the virtual reality, Harley. Out- Outside of podcasting, I say fuck a lot. Yes, yeah, he does. Dude, I, you have no idea. <laughs> I he's am, fucking fuck. Yeah. Fucking fuck that shit up all fucking day, See, backwards and fucking doesn't backwards. it? Doesn't it feel good? It feels real. That's the only part of the show that I don't ther- care. Is this is this therapeutic for you to like fuck 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 everything? <laughs> <laughs> See, that's we had. To, we just did a show with Soraya. And where did the road go? And it's it was for regular radio. He releases oh, it on wow. regular okay. radio. So I have, I mean, I have kids, but my, I've gotten to a point where my kids are a little bit older. They're you know eight, ten, and, four, and thirteen. They've heard the old man swear. That's it's oh, not yeah. a new thing. When they were little, I didn't like little little. I didn't swear. I I, I said stuff like fiddlesticks and crime in Italy. And when I'm at work, forget it. I am stormtrooper of doom at work. It's just it. But, you know, I try to tone it back when I get home. But doing that show with Soraya and remembering that it's on the radio, I'm like, oh, okay. Got to go into dad mode. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I got you. I'm, I'm with you 100%. It's like, oh, if this is church language time. Oh, God. Don't want to the priests. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's difficult for me. And it's one of the th- one of the very few things about my character that doesn't, you know, like my actual character that doesn't make it onto the show. That's when Brett when Brett frustrates me, I verbally turn into a sailor, and that is something that I have to work really hard not to. <laughs> right. Yeah, I've kind of said to him because being somebody that's a radio guy, and and this isn't me, you know, maybe I am kind of stroking myself a little bit, and I'll let you know when I get there. Wow, because um, you'll it'll go. But 
It's going to go is, sideways real fast. Uh, well, I, I'm used to, I was used to talking to anyone from, you know, I may have 50,000 or 75,000 people listening to me at any given time. So being comfortable in front of a microphone has never been an issue. I, when I was a kid, I would record myself on cassette tape. I would record conversations between friends and they'd get mad. So I, I've always kind of wanted, you know, my comfort zone is being anywhere else but here, anyone else but me. Harley, on the other hand, we kind of had to, we kind of had to slowly anoint him into, into the water and being comfortable in front of the mic and kind of letting himself go a little bit. Because if you listen to some of the early stuff, Harley, you'd agree, you kind of had a broadcasting stick up your ass for a little while. That's Just a- because it was nerves. Yeah. And, you know, granted, we weren't live. But we knew that the internet is a vast array. You know, it's it's one people, one person. Just because you have one review doesn't mean a hundred thousand people aren't listening to you. So, getting him to loosen up a little bit because I would tell him, dude, be. I know that you can't say fuck, but you've got to loosen up just a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I mean, we'd have to have those talks about loosening up, and you know, I was kind of his, I don't know, his broadcasting surrogate there for a little while. Admit it. No, I agree 100%. Yeah. I just think I worked on the opposite end of the spectrum where I was telling you you need to tighten up, and that was... Right. Yeah. Yeah. I see it. Yeah, I see it. I see it, too. All right, guys. We've been on for a little over an hour now. This yes, is sir? where you guys tell people where to find you if they've never listened to you. Well, uh, where do I start? Can we edit that part out, please? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how much editing Rose actually going to do. As little as possible. There's a reason I'm fat. Because I'm lazy. Son of a bitch. <laughs> we anyway. were promised extreme we were, editing on this. Right. We were yeah, going to take all now, the F-bombs out. Uh, for Project Archivist, yes. When I give when I give Ro a Spark episode, he does what it is he pleases. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Yeah, if you want to find us, you know, new episodes every week, catch us on iTunes, Stitcher, your favorite podcast provider. Traveloddities.com, Facebook, uh, Traveloddities podcast. Uh, it's, it covers all the, the bases. Harley's on Grinder. Um, I'm if you're, not. <laughs> chat, is chat roulette still a thing? Why don't we? Have, why doesn't Travel Eyes have a chat roulette page where we can, you know, show our, our pieces off? Wow. I <laughs> our weapons, if days, you will. Whoa! Wait a second, uh, <laughs> dude. We had, to, what, when yeah. we when I was younger, before the internet was the internet, and we had BBSs that we used to dial into. We had chat roulette and it was a scary place. Oh yeah, it's a the, when when South Park does an episode about that's centered around anything in pop culture, you know that it's there's some taboo, scary shit going on. Oh yeah, yeah. I kept like that chat roulette was just nightmare fuel. But who was the who started chat roulette? I know Tom, you know, did MySpace. Was there like a a Doug that just you know your first friend on chat roulette? Was Doug with his dick hanging out? I don't know. See, I don't dude, know. It wasn't it, when we did it. You you dialed into BBSs and the BBSs had uh, people that were on them. You had you had a host and then you had people that were part of that BBS and we had chat rooms and then you had the option to go camera less or you could be a stalker or you could just sit and talk. So right. yeah, there was I'm some just, yeah. weird stuff going on, man. Me and my boy <laughs> Digger used to sit and watch some weird stuff. You, you digger, you boner, got some weird you got some friends, dude. Like the names, the names. Digger and boner. Weird. I the, the only two things that stick out are digger and boner. Um, dude, we had, <laughs> dude, growing up, when I was younger, 
a lot of people had nicknames. A lot of people had their nicknames that they went by were their handles for the internet for for uh, chat servers. So Digger was okay. my boy Emisa, and I mean there was a bunch of guys that were you know we all had our nicknames. So I still. So can I real quick? Go. No, go ahead. I have a quick story about AOL when AOL first started. Okay. So I, I was an avid. Okay, so I was. You don't a, tell quick stories. I was going to say, so you never tell quick stories. Rogan, don't edit this. This is funny. Stop talking to me. I'm not even part of the interview. So I used to be an avid Frisbee golfer, disc golf player. Yep. When AOL first started, I was like, how can I incorporate that with my chat room name? So I was like, okay, likes to disc. Oh, you no. see where I'm going? <laughs> oh, no. I did L-I-X-E underscore number two underscore D-I-S-C. First experience in the chat room, I'm like, age, sex, location. I get a licks two dicks. <laughs> I can I see that. That's uh, I can see where that would be messed up like that. But then I was like, you know what? Maybe I do licks two dicks. I don't know. Maybe that's what. Maybe, maybe there's just a subconscious <laughs> thing happening here that I'm aware of. But uh, I did like to play frisbee golf, but I never licking two dicks but oh my uh, god Who hey, like, that's my story cares. that's my quick yeah the night's young man and so am i i'm still younger than harley but yeah that's uh dude that's, that's fucked awesome. up <laughs> he does it all the time yeah i know i hear he, it he acts like i'm a thousand years old i'm up, literally Angela? two and a half years older than him Jesus well you know most martial more martial arts than them like a i don't know padme so but anyway that's us wow in a nutshell Brett, Harley, we, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. Thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was it was fun, Lobo. Thanks. Brett, Harley, thanks, thanks a lot, man. Hey, man, thank you. Peace. Take care. Later. Uh, wait a second. You know, I am part of this show, too. All I ever hear from these two is man love and bromance. It's like a freaking sausage fest every time they get in front of a microphone. Does anyone ever ask how I'm doing? No. It's always, is the show written yet, Amy? Did you get that interview lined up, Amy? It's like I get absolutely no love and no respect. You know, female podcasters are highly undervalued in our genre, and it's about time that we stand up and we take our place at that proverbial microphone. There have been a long line of women podcasters who have done amazing things. Do they get the hellos? Do they get interviewed for the uh, Project Archivist show? No. It's always the first.
course he did <laughs> he's been here for two hours i, yeah. I literally just walked in <laughs> yeah and I know. he's been here for two hours and he's like i'm gonna go to the bathroom i'm like <laughs> dude it's time he's like i've been here for two hours i'm like well but you're still gonna be late you've been here and you're gonna be late yeah it's you've been here two hours it's two hours you could have taken a piss exactly wow i'm here boys anyway how's it uh how's it sound How are, how's our level good my level good, good sounds good. fine Fucking A, uh, boys. Am I, uh, <laughs> are you, you going to do that the whole time? Fucking oh, A, boys. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's not going to be a thing. <laughs> that's it. That's his Lobo, by the way. Do yeah, I smell weak? I don't oh, sound like that. Well, the angry one does. Chowder! Chowder! Say it! I'll fucking kill you! And I think it's bullshit. My God, are you still talking?